Before we start, I'd like to say a massive thank you. Before our last podcast, I put out and asked for a sponsor. Given the current climate, I wasn't really sure whether this would appeal to small businesses, and so I was shocked when not only did someone come forward with the £90, but they said that they don't want their company to be mentioned at all. I'm really touched by that. I also mentioned in that podcast there's something I've been meaning to do for a while for John Martin. Growing up, John Martin was an absolute hero to me. A madcap maverick, but a magnificent one. His 19-year stint with the Diamonds included two spells in the Premier League and two Scottish Cup finals. Barely thinkable now. Reading his autobiography, Swing on the Bar, written with John O'Brien of this podcast, I was really moved to learn of a tragic event that affected John's family. In 2011, John's grandson Jordan Houston died after a short battle with cancer following the discovery of an inoperable brain tumour. I dread to think how that would affect any family. But John, typically stoic, has worked with his family and in the last few years they've established a Rock and Roll Sunday fundraising event. It's held at Preston Pan's Royal British Legion and it raises funds for Chaz in memory of Jordan. With the COVID-19 pandemic, it's not yet clear when this year's event will go ahead, if it can at all. John's given so much to Airdrie. Not only did he entertain us for years, he donated both his Scottish Cup final medals to support fundraising efforts in memory of Sammy Conn and to raise the funds necessary for the construction of Sammy's shelter. I think it would be very fitting for Airdrie fans to show the love and affection which we hold for John and to support his family by donating in memory of Jordan. I've set up a Just Giving page in order to support that and I'll post the link on the Facebook page and on Pie and Bovril on Twitter. However, if you don't follow any of those, go to justgiving.com forward slash johnny dash martin dash one. That's the number one. Chaz is a registered charity and so anything that you give through Just Giving will go straight to them and they'll get the benefit of gift aid which will increase the amount that you donate. Now, on with the show. I'm delighted to have back on OTL Podcast, our most popular guest of the season. I've got Director of Football, Stuart Miller, joining me. Hi, Stuart, how are you? Good evening, Colin. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Popular, and, and I'm very, very shocked at that. So it's but it's nice to nice to be popular. Thank you very much. Uh, and and doyen of the media these days, you've been on the, a new Down oh. the Divisions podcast, which I listened to and uh, really enjoyed. And I hear you were also on Radio One, so you've been we've obviously warmed you up nicely to doing this kind of thing. Absolutely, you, you set me off and uh, on my 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 trip. To, 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 to higher things but as you know uh, uh, Colin I've got a face for radio so uh, I'm very very honoured but uh, Only the Lonely is certainly the pinnacle of my dream <laughs> uh, Yeah <laughs> said, said with, with, with real heart um, right, sure, I, I said, well, I'm delighted to have you on we spoke at the, at the outset of the season and then we, we last caught up round about Christmas and we didn't want to be doing a, a, an end of season podcast so soon but obviously that's that's where we are but just keen to to catch up with you so um most importantly we'll have a, a word before we started recording i'm glad to hear everything's well with you and the family and and like the rest of us having to cope with with working from home so kind of strange times away from football but but everything's well with you 
Everything's well with the family, thank you. I, I think that's the most important thing. Uh, I think we've got to remember that, that football is a hobby uh, and we're all very passionate about it, but there's a more serious issue going on uh, within not just our country, but within uh, the, the, the world in general uh, with people losing their lives. So, uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's unprecedented times in, in a lot of ways. And as you said, least importantly probably amongst a lot of things but but for football fans as well so I mean somewhat controversially the the Scottish voted in favour of uh, a proposal to end the lower leagues as they are um, d- declare the champions and confirm promotion of the champions and relegation of the, the bottom places um, Airdrie voted in favour of that proposal and a club statement followed to explain why uh, and, and I mean uh, paraphrasing but I think it's, it's fair to say a lot of that was look for where we are at the moment and when football was likely to kick off, we didn't really have a choice, so that was that was who we were left. But I mean, you as a director of football, you've been at Airdrie probably just about exactly a year. It must be taking all the practicalities of it aside. I'm disappointed with where you got the the, the team to this season to uh, to be in a title chase and then to have it ended for for reasons out with your own hands. Uh, I mean, I take it just th- there was a bit of disappointment for you and the uh, and the squad and the management at, at how it had to end. I think there was huge disappointment for for, for everyone, Colin. And uh, not not just the, the players and, and and the management and the staff, the directors and the fans of the club as well. Huge, huge disappointment. We we initially obviously were unaware that we would have this pandemic that's obviously broken out. Uh, we were preparing to play for on uh, on the Saturday, and we got word on the Friday to say that would be cancelled. At that particular time, did we think the season would resume? Probably we did. We thought maybe that's for a week, maybe it's for a couple of weeks. But obviously, at that particular time, it, it, it was a shock. It was a shock. The, the players trained actually that Saturday that they were due to play for, for, and they also trained again on the Monday. And then we were advised by the PFA and, and the medics not to train them anymore. Uh, so they they've went from peak fitness at that particular time to basically being being grounded uh, and and isolated in their own house. So very very difficult, uh, strange circumstances throughout. Some of us cope with it better than others, but you just we always wanted and and I've got to say this we always wanted to conclude the season, whether that was. Obviously, you know, later on in the summer, the start of next season, we were wanting to finish the season. Basically, that get taken away from us because the medi- the medical advice that we were getting was there was no way the season could be completed, especially when we had so many players out of contract and roughly the 10th of June as well. I know we've got nine under contract, but obviously everyone else is out of contract. I spoke to Peter Head last week. Peter Head have four players under contract. Stranraer have no players under contract after the 10th of June. So there's things like that that are taken out of our hands. As regarding, obviously, the decision that the directors took, it wasn't... You know, a lot, a lot of thought went into the decision. Uh, again, the financial element of it, our last home match was the 7th of March. There had been no income coming into the football club since then. 
uh, and there was no sign of income coming in at all in the next few months. And it was very, very difficult because our players were getting paid as normal. And anyone that runs a business will know that it's not practical to keep paying out when you've got absolutely no income coming in. Uh, so it was decided, and again, we got the general feeling from within the game that the vote would go through anyway that, 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 to end the season. Uh, as that turned out, obviously, with the controversial uh, decision uh, from other member clubs, it was decided that, yes, that you would end the season. It's not the way we wanted it. Financially, we lose a lot of money. Even as it stands just now or it stood, we would be playing Falkirk in a playoff. Financially, that is fantastic for the club. And there's also the chance that we could win that, that playoff game, uh, quite simply because Falkirk hadn't beat us in the previous three games. And, and therefore, we were denied a chance to get through to a playoff final where we just felt that we were just going to be clicking at the right time. We felt the fitness levels and all credit to our uh, sports science department and John McMenemy, who's in charge of that. Our guys were geared to, to play 36 games at least and then the four games that it would take for the playoffs. So we, we were building towards that. We felt people like Andy Ryan that came to us from Dunfermline and Lowen uh, didn't come to us particularly match fit because he'd missed so many games at Dunfermline. We felt he was beginning to, 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 to get the fitness levels that we wanted. And we felt that we not only could be promoted through the playoffs, but we felt we could automatically win the league. And even to this day, uh, I still feel that we had a right good chance of doing that. But unfortunately, as I said, that the, the decision was taken. And I think it was the correct decision. Well, 100% it was the correct decision because, you know, the medical side of it, as I said, were telling us, no, there's not going to be any football. And obviously, the financial side of it and everything else that went along with it. So any decision that was made, I can assure everyone it was not taken lightly. It was taken for the good of probably football in general. The, the main thing is we look after Airdrie and we do what's right for Airdrie. Yes, this particular decision uh, was not great for Airdrie for all the reasons that I've gave, but listen, it had to be made and we were looking at the bigger picture and we're looking for the greater good of Scottish football uh, on the understanding as well that, that we would be discussing uh, league reconstruction, which obviously uh, is the case at this present time. I mean, you joined, it must have been about exactly a year ago, and I remember thinking at the time, things, how, did, how did you even plan? Because you could be you could be in the Championship, you could be in League One, didn't know if you want to make the playoffs or, or, or not. And But that actually seems quite straightforward compared to now what must be in front of you. So, uh, I mean, can, can you even think about planning at this stage or do you just need to wait and see what, what happens? Well, again, I joined in the 1st of April. Maybe that was quite significant, the 1st of April last year. But I joined then, so, and I felt at that particular time. I know the club, and Ian in particular, was keen to get me in before the season had finished because I needed that kind of month, two months, to try and sort out a number of issues within the club. Uh, be it players, be it staff, whatever. Uh, we managed to do that, uh, and thankfully I think we did it 
for the better. We no disrespect to anyone that left, or, and and but but changes were made for the better. Uh, what I said to Ian at that particular time was, we need to make progress. He finished fifth. If you remember right, I think the club won the last three games of the season and, and that enabled us to be fifth in the league. What I said to Ian is we must keep making progress and that means being in the playoffs at least. Uh, as a club, we must move forward. I think everybody will agree, Colin, we have moved forward as a club. Uh, yes, we've ended up finishing third. Okay, we would love to have finished, obviously, first uh, or even second, you know, would have been uh, an upgrade on third. But, but we have made progress. The club has moved forward in all sorts of ways, both on the pitch and off the pitch. Uh, and I think we're in a good place. But then, obviously, this pandemic affected us all. Can I plan for next season? <sighs> Yes, you've got to go. <laughs> you've got to go and try and 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 do what you can. Uh, agents are still bombarding me, offering me players. The problem with that is, I don't know when we are going to be starting up again. So uh, we can we as a club can't go and sign players on the tenth of June when their contracts expire at other clubs. Because, again, because of the financial reasons, we've had no income. We don't know when we will be getting income. I don't think any club can afford to sign to sign any new players on the 10th of June. We, we have got nine, as I said earlier, and, and everybody knows who the nine is. Uh, so they're kind of safeguarded their contracts. But, again, new players coming. Resigning existing players very very difficult because of the finances. Uh, if we, you know, if we don't start until September October, why on earth would you sign somebody in, in the middle of June? That just does not make sense. It's a shame. It's a shame for the players that obviously are going about a contract. We run the risk of losing some players because there may be a club somewhere that that's going to pay them in the month of June. But as it stands just now, we, we certainly can't afford to do that and we wouldn't want to either. Yeah, and there must be practical issues with you can't do medicals, you can't see what some somebody's fitness is like or give them a trial. So it must be very difficult. You'd be doing everything based on what reputation and, and what you'd been able to see before. Exactly. Every player that signs for Airdrionians gets a medical anyway, uh, through John McMenemy. So, and, and he'll let me know if there is. That there was a couple last summer that I would like to have brought in and John gave them a medical. And, the, and we did know the, 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 the medical history of one player in particular and, and John gave me his medical and John says I wouldn't sign him and and I says right okay uh, could you tell me why and then for about the next 20 minutes he explained to me why he wouldn't sign him uh, but assured me he would be fit in three months time well I couldn't wait three months you know imagine me trying to explain to the, the board of directors we've just signed a new player but he can't play for three months so we had to say no he actually went to another uh, another club and it was exactly to the day three months later than that they made his debut uh, and you talked about progress there and one of the stats that shocked me but in a pleasing way was was just I think it was after the East Fife game 
Airdrie had surpassed the points tally from the year before uh, and still had all those games to go. And, I mean, you've touched on it. it was only, we were only five points behind. Still were Raith Rovers to play, still with Falkirk to play. So um, you were in the mix and, and, and three wins from the last four had a bit of form as well. So we'll never know, we'll never know what would have happened, but definitely progress and, and, and there was still a bit of excitement we, we, there. We genuinely felt that we, we'd still uh, Raith and Falkirk to play away from home. Now, our away record was the best in the league. So, so we were confident. I know we never beat Wraith on previous occasion in Kirkcaldy, but we just felt that we probably owed them one, and, and we felt we could go to Kirkcaldy and win the game. We also felt we had to beat a Falkirk anyway. Uh, we had home matches coming up against Montrose, uh, Peterhead, and such like. We, we, we just felt that we could, we could achieve the, a points tally that meant that we had a right good chance of winning the league. Now, maybe that's pie in the sky for, from my point of view, but I, I just got the feeling from within the players and the management that, that we had a chance and that was taken away from us. But then again, I've no doubts that maybe Montrose, East Fife, maybe felt that they could catch us as well. So, so we've just got to accept it, I'm afraid, and, and, and just go on with it. And, but most certainly, progress was made. There's no doubts about that. And league reconstruction is a possibility. Uh, there's obviously a, a board being formed for that, and, and Paul Hetherington's uh, taking a place on that board, so he'll be part of the discussions. I mean, are, are you worried that we might see a kind of 14, 10, 10, 10 reshuffle and we could end up with, well, you could either end up in a league with Partick Thistle and Falkirk, which would be a challenge in itself, uh, but alternatively, you could end up, uh, if we just miss out and they're both kept in the, the, the championship, uh, uh, what uh, do you, would you prefer the challenge of taking them on, or do we want to avoid being the biggest team in the league? Um, but the finances of not having these other competitors with us. Speaking as a player here, you want to play at the highest level you possibly can. If we can be in the championship, fantastic. We'd rather have gained it, obviously, by winning a league or winning through the playoffs. But we. There's so many different permutations regarding the league reconstruction. You're right, Paul's on the committee just now, and 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 he's not not just fighting our corner. You know, he's looking at the greater good of Scottish football, and and, and listening to every other opinion. Obviously, everything that's discussed at that meeting is confidential just now, uh, and that'll maybe become clearer in the next next week or so. But. We, we most certainly want to be in a competitive league. The higher the league, the better. We think we can bring a lot to a higher division. I would be really, really disappointed if it was a, a 14 and three tens as such, which has been mooted. I don't think that we're talking about Hearts, Partick and, and Stranraer. You, you, you know, it's a shame these clubs been relegated. And I get, and I get, I get all of that. I, I accept. So no, no club should suffer on the back of it. But us not getting in the playoffs, we're suffering. Montrose not yeah. getting in the playoffs are suffering. So we've got to accept the decision of the committee. But I can assure you, Paul is is in there batting on our behalf. And, you know, we just need to wait and see what the outcome is of these talks. But, again, for the greater good of Scottish football, I think change needs to be made. I don't think it's small change. I, th I think 
you know, we need to do something that's going to going to be of interest to the fans, clubs, you know, and everything else. And we just need to wait and see what's going to happen. But I would love to think that Airdrie, Airdrie could be in a position where we're saying, right, everything's worked out just fine. That would be nice. League sizes of 10 teams, to me, seem quite small and we've had them for quite a long time you've mentioned there that we would be on course to play Falkirk in a playoff which means that you've played each other four times in the league you then have a, a home and away playoff uh, and okay we didn't draw them in a cup but you could so you can end up playing teams six seven times when, you, when you're involved in football I mean is that difficult? It can be speaking, speaking to Stuart Miller rather than the Nairdrie's director of football uh, it's it's difficult when you're playing the same team every nine weeks or so. But but listen, the, the, the situation is in England there's 92 league teams. You know, but we've only 42 and we've got the same amount of leagues. You know, so so work that one out, Colin. I I, I don't really want to get into to, to, to the size of leagues or anything like that. All, all I would rather say is we want it to be competitive. We want want to make sure Airdrie's obviously got a chance as well, but 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 there is a, there is a chance for Scottish football here to try and do something a bit different, a bit different. I'll leave that to the powers that be to to decide what the best way is ahead. There's a number of options that certainly I would be happy with, but again, as I said, as a club, we'll we'll take what's coming to us, but. I would be really disappointed if there wasn't dramatic change, you know, and uh, within the league reconstruction. Yeah, no, I agree, and even well, change is as good as as a rest. Well, okay, we're getting a rest just now, but we've been we've been in the current league setup with very little tweaks for uh, quite some time. So I'd be excited to see something different. But as you say, we'll we'll get we'll get the output of that. I think we all would. That that that's up to the committee to put their proposal uh, to obviously the SPFL member clubs, and we'll see where it takes us. But but certainly we're speaking to to. to a number of say managers, coaches, people that are involved. I think we all want change, you know, and it's change for the better. What that change may be, as I said, I've no idea at this present time. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, the members club, uh, the members come up with with the right decision, and and it creates enthusiasm or generates enthusiasm for all fans and all clubs, and it's something we can all look forward to. So fingers crossed regarding that. Yeah. Uh, looking back on the season that, or to the extent that we got through the season, it feels like it was slightly up and down from from our perspective. With that absolutely brilliant five match winning run in the league, with a, a cup win added into that as well, uh, and we've also we'd also just come onto a bit of a form. So the third quarter where. The points tally was maybe a bit below what you would have wanted. Then had a strong finish uh, with the, the fourth quarter, as much as we got off it starting well as well. Now, how do you look back on it? What do you see? What was successful? What what, what have you learned from it? I, I, th- I think probably what you're saying, Colin. It was. I, 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 I tend to not. I don't think it was up and down. I think I think it was up. Apart from the the quarter that you were talking about, I know we made a kind of poorish start to the season. I felt losing at home to Forfar. We were playing catch up right away, but the following week we went and beat Montrose. 
so we, we can again get those three points back. The, the exciting part of the season was obviously the six games undefeated where we went top of the league. Now, I know we went top of the league based on, I don't think Wraith were playing a particular week, whether they had the Tannock's Cup or whatever, I don't know. But we went top of the league and then we had the Scottish Cup tie, which is a, again was fantastic at Albion Rovers. Great atmosphere. Players played really well. The supporters did even better. Uh, and, and we all enjoyed that. And so again, that was a time when we were top of the league for two or three weeks, possibly. So they they were good times. We did have a a poor spell uh, leading up to to that game, and I think we suffered after that as well. So there was a quarter where we weren't firing in all cylinders. What do we put it down to? Can you put it down to a loss of form? Can I, I, we don't know. We need to dissect every single person's uh, involvement in those games and team formations and. Else. We did come back strongly uh, when, you know, just as the, the season was kind of finishing up, and we felt, as I said, that we could have went on and and be be really strong in the final quarter. What have you enjoyed most from your first full season back at Airdrie, and what's a long time? I, I, I think, I think, first of all, it was great being back at the club. The the, the reaction that I got was superb. I thoroughly enjoy that side of it. I enjoy working with Ian Murray. Ian Murray's a very humble guy, and I've said this loads of times. He's got a great work ethic. wants to really, really do well for the club. Naturally, wants to do well for himself as well. So uh, the players, the, the, the recruitment was was very important and the turnaround in players calling. We, we, we had a huge amount of players that needed to be removed from the club. We also had players in, in long-term contracts. That was a difficulty, obviously, but, but the club, I was supported by the club, the directors here, and we, 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 got, we got rid of the players that the manager didn't want. Uh, and I thought, that, I thought that the recruitment was good. You know, the, the, the likes of, you know, Fordyce and Kyle McDonald, Leon McCann, you know, Callum Smith, you know, outstanding outstanding for us, uh, Paul Mackay. I mean, Mackay was, you know, did really, really well for us. I, I just, I just, I was delighted with, with that side of it. But again, highlights, it's very, very difficult not to get excited about Callum Gallagher's winner at Falkirk. I mean, that, that was just magnificent. To score a winner at Falkirk Stadium the last kind of touch of the ball was different class and again I'm sorry I missed him out there what a signing Callum Gallagher's been scoring 14 goals Dale, Dale Carrick coming back to forum get, getting rid of his injury worries and, and scoring the same amount of goals as Callum the, just there was a huge amount of pluses for me and as I'm mentioning those players and, and the disappointment obviously the season finishing it continues to kick in and you think if only, if only. But I've thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, and we will learn from uh, the mistakes that were made, and and we have to we have to rectify that and make sure that we don't repeat the mistakes that were made. There's no point telling you what the mistakes were. Uh, we just got, we just go on with it, you know. But no, I've thoroughly enjoyed the season. To be fair, good. Uh, and I mean, you've mentioned the two of them there, Carrick and uh, Gallagher. The hybrid model, and you touched a bit in this in the, in the, in the Divisions podcast that you did. Mm-hmm. To me, 
it's worked really well. I mean, you look at there's 28 goals that had you a full, full-time only model, you wouldn't <laughs> have had them. So th- there obviously are gems who, for whatever, and you, you've touched on this when you spoke to us before, whether it's their job or whatever, they, they don't want to be full-time. Obviously a lot's changing, but is it, do you think the hybrid model's still the way forward for us? The, the hybrid model, I, I, again, I also touched on the mistakes that were made. There was probably mistakes made regarding the hybrid model uh, initially. We didn't quite get the balance right, Colin. Uh, we didn't get the balance regarding the amount of starting players we had. We had six full-time players and uh, five part-time. We really should should have, with the greatest respect, we should have more full-time players playing in that starting eleven. And again, that's not disrespectful to the part-time players like like Carrick and, and, and Callum Gallagher. I mean, they were magnificent. They've got good jobs out with football, so so they were never going to be full-time. So that's where the hybrid model worked really well, and and and, and you you've did well to highlight those two because they were absolutely magnificent for us. We can look at our, the, the regular back four of McDonald and McCann, uh, full-back and, and, and Crichton and, and Fordyce, uh, centre-backs, they, they're all full-time. So I think it's a wee bit easier working with a back four that are all full-time. Bring into the equation Josh Kerr, who's absolutely magnificent when he came back into the team, outstanding for us. And Callum obviously moved to right back, and and Leon had a wee injury, so Kyle McDonald played at left back and looked comfortable. So all these guys are full time. Uh, what we didn't have was obviously David Hutton and Scott Gallagher were both part time. The, the only full time goalie we had was Reese Willison. It was younger, and then even younger than that, young Andrew McNeil. So we we we, we felt. There was certainly mistakes made early on regarding the hybrid. Next season, we hopefully, again, finances will dictate this. We would love to as many have as many full-time players as possible, along with obviously the the, the pick of the crop, the part-time players. But again, as I say, finances will dictate how how many part-time, how many full-time players we can get in. And so you've spoken about recruitment last year. For next season, I was really impressed by the business that you've done in, in signing up players. Uh, I thought it was very impressive, regardless of where the league would, where we'd finish, whether we'd gone up or not. I thought you had a solid base from which to build, and the uh, the guys who'd really caught the eye, I was surprised you were able to sign them up so early. It was the most organised year we've been in years, uh, and then all this happens, and I'm kind of thinking, is it, going to, is it almost bad to have been so organised this year? We called it forward planning, you know, so my forward planning has cost the club money, so I don't know if it's good or bad right at this present time, uh, maybe it's not so good, but no, the, 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 the ones that we'd signed up were obviously ones that we were keen to keep, regardless of what division we were going to be in, they were constants throughout the team, and again, if you, if you uh, include one or two others that people might might look and say, oh, why did he sign? We, we, we see potential. We see potential in the one or two others as well. So, aye, aye. But we're delighted that they're signed because they're the right type. And the nine we've got signed, yes, will cost us money, unfortunately. Uh, but again, we're delighted to have them on board. 
sure that's the, the players that we've got signed up for next season. We've been really lucky with, with some of the loanees we've had in this year. You've mentioned Calum Smith, who, who caught the eye, a uh, young player. He's been able to develop at Airdrie. We're all really excited to have uh, Andy Ryan coming back to, to the club, given his previous stint with us. And then with Ennis Murray as well, who'd only just had the chance to, to play maybe one or two games at home. So we were just getting used to him as well. And what happens with loan signings in a, a situation like this? Are they back to the parent club or uh, is discussions open on them? No, regarding, regarding Callum and, and Andy, they, they both get back to Dunfermline. Uh, they get back to their parent club. I, I think Andy's contract is most certainly up at Dunfermline and Callum Smith's likewise. The slight difference is with Callum, he's under 23, so Callum would need to know if if he's wanted by Dunfermline. And likewise, if Andy Ryan is wanted by Dunfermline, uh, should these players not be wanted by Dunfermline, then of course we would most certainly be interested. Callum Smith was outstanding for us the whole season. Uh, Andy, we felt, as I said earlier, started to show his real fitness and we, we, we felt that he would have had a great end to the season. But what I would say is his attitude was first class. It really was a model professional uh, in every sense and we were delighted to have him. So. There's no doubts that we, we would love to have both players again next season, but as I said, we, we're not in control of that. that that's our parent club in Fernland uh, just now that dictate what happens there. Regarding Ennis Murray, Ennis is away back to, to Hibernian. Ennis did very well for us when he came, obviously, in loan. It was a short spell, very two-footed, a good football player. And we were we were pleased with his contribution. We felt we needed another midfielder in it that particular time, and we felt he did well. But as say Ennis is away back to Hibernian. Would we be interested in Ennis? Possibly, but bearing in mind Ennis has got a long-term contract at Hibernian, so so we've got to respect that. And so he he he's he's very much under the control of of Hibernian. Sure, and and to to finish then, so I mean, you are responsible for getting the best team we can for the budget that's available to you. There have been moves afoot in terms of, I know a lot of people got in touch with the club looking to help. Uh, The the club subsequently set up Club 1924. Uh, I've joined up to that. I was very happy to do so. And as an out-of-town fan who struggles to get to as many games as I would like, it's absolutely perfect scheme for me. But from your perspective, what's the response been like from the fans and, and how's that made you feel? Oh, it's been magnificent. Obviously, in 1924, uh, and you'll recognise right away why it was that particular year, uh, just a magnificent response. You're right, the the amount of supporters we got in touch with the club basically saying they they would like to make a contribution. And the club thought long and hard about it and decided to come up with Club 1924, where not only are they making a contribution via direct debit every month, but but they're actually getting something for it. They're getting a discount in the club shop and and, and, and they're getting so many different perks from being in nineteen twenty four. So we were de- we were delighted with the reaction to that. It, it's worth it's worth pointing out, Colin, that that regarding the league reconstruction and I know we've obviously spoke a lot about it earlier, but it's worth pointing out when the directors of the club asked the supporters to get in touch regarding uh, their comments about about league reconstruction, the, the response 
again, was superb. It really was. It was so constructive, the response. You could tell that the fans, and I know it was only the season ticket holders and Club 1924 members that were asked to get in touch. The, the, the detailed response and the thought that it went into to, to, to the responses was different class, it really was. They'd thought long and hard about it, and, and some of the proposals that they come up with were really, really good. So uh, on behalf of the club, we're very, very grateful for, for them taking the time and the trouble to, to respond to, to our request. And I can assure you, everything was taken on board. And the impact of this will hopefully help you next season in terms of if there's more money there, helps the playing budget and you can try and attract a better calibre of player to, to the club. Well, that, that, that's, uh, you know, it all helps and, and that's the idea behind it. Uh, I know other clubs have a kind of just given page and this and that, but, but we wanted to make sure that, that, that the fans are actually getting something back for for the money they're putting in. And yes, hopefully, you know, the pressure's on um, myself and the club to, to spend the money wisely uh, that hopefully comes along with this, vent, uh, this venture. But again, you know, it's going to be a long summer for us all, Colin, re- regarding the lack of income, the lack of football and, and such like. We've all just got to be patient uh, and, and hopefully we all come out the other end. And But again, we've got to be respectful and mindful that people are losing their lives uh, through this pandemic. And football is football is a hobby for us all, although we take it obviously far too serious most of the time. But as I said, I'm I'm very indebted to to everybody that has made a contribution, and uh, I can assure them that that we'll try and use every penny as wisely as we possibly can. Stuart, thanks again for your time. It's it's always good to catch up with you. I am sure at some point before before our next season kicks off, what shape that looks like, what what time it is, who knows? But it'd be it'd be good to speak to to you then. In the meantime, as you say, for for everyone, yeah, most important thing is is, is stay safe. Um, I hope everybody in the, the listens and and families are are all getting through this as as well as we all can. Uh, and and football is, I think I said the quote before. It was uh, Carlo Ancelotti said that of all the least important things in life, it's the most important. It's there's something there that we can we can look forward to. Uh, and sitting in the main stand at at New Broomfield to to see the teams running out is will be a very happy day, and it won't be something that we take for granted when it comes back. Take care, everyone, and thank you once again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. One of the simple pleasures in supporting Airdrie is when the club comes up with an absolute find. Whether that's John Martin joining from Musselburgh, Paul Jack joining from Arbroath, Willie McLaren turning up to an open training session, or Hamilton Ackies being daft enough to release Leon McCann. Beer 52 do a similar thing. They're beer pioneers. They traverse the globe looking to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries that planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they deliver a case with a different theme. I've had cases of beer from New Zealand and Ireland and also a selection of beers from the Brew London Festival. As a special offer to you for being a listener to this podcast, you can sign up to Beer52 at beer52.com forward slash Airdrie. If you do, you'll get an introductory selection of eight beers, the Ferment magazine and a snack to show you what you would get each month. They want to win you over. They want you to try the beer and make your own mind up. But, just like Dundee FC, you can change your mind at any time, and so if you don't like it, you're free to cancel straight after the free trial. Rather than give money to this podcast, 
They've agreed that for anybody who signs up, they'll donate £5 to Airdrie Ladies to help with their fundraising. So far, 18 of you have signed up to Beer52, including myself, so that's £90 towards the ladies' team. Although it doesn't sound a lot, that makes a big difference to them, and they've asked me to pass on their thanks. So go on, give it a try. <laughs>